Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. Well, good morning, everybody. Woo! Oh, yeah, just getting settled in here to the studio, getting my mic strapped on to the mic stand. Getting our special Halloween candy that's in our contract ready. <laughs> right. Out in the green room. That's Out right. Is Hunt- it? The hundred grand bar, right? I've been in the green room yet this morning. All right, I'm gonna go check it out here at the first break. I'm gonna go raid that, raid that candy bowl. Yeah. Now, actually, I'm trying to stay away from candy because I know there's a, a whole lot of that coming to my house here yeah. in the very near You're future. You go through your son. I know and your you got the like, hmm. you got the source, baby. You got two kids. <laughs> I got two Let kids. Me show you how to sort these. Prime trick or treating age. The Snickers. This is dad's. <laughs> right. Well, Robert? I definitely... Here you go, son. I definitely do a check. You know, we want to make sure the candy's yeah. safe. This one. Yeah. <laughs> it's wrapper open. Oops. <laughs> this one, too. Dad, you're tearing them open. No, no, no. It was already open. Yeah. It's unsafe, I just got to test it. Just got to take a little taste of it. Yeah. See how, you know, how it's going to work out for you. That's right. That's there right. it is. It's just... Was it uh, different? Like, do you steal it just from Alden, not Mara? Because Mara's your daughter. I mean, that would be... No, I, you got to teach him that people are going to take stuff if you don't protect yourself. But we start. We started at a young age in my house. My, okay, so both of them. Both of them. From what I've heard, she might be the one that you have to watch out for. I do. She's I, the karate I, chopper. I sleep right? with an eye open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Oh man. All right. Yeah. Good times. So yeah, that's coming up. Halloween and that's, a heat wave. That's on Thursday. Yeah, it might be a warm one, <laughs> yeah. huh? It's, or it seems like it is shaping up to be warm. I think it's dying down tomorrow. So the so the weather app. Yeah, says. but then the the weather app says it's going to start warming up again as the week goes on. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, it was. It's been. I mean, I live out in Morro Bay, so what I, is hot? I've been calling it really nice weather this last week. I know those of you who are living in North County and even in San Luis Obispo, you're like. Man, is it hot. Yeah. Can we get some fall weather, please? I live in AG. I had a 95 degrees. Yeah. Like four or five days. We had, we had a couple days that were pretty uncomfortable, but you know, when it, when it settles in in the mid eighties, I'm like, man, this is nice. This right. is pretty nice. Right. Uh, yeah. Beautiful, sunny. Uh, unfortunately, I have to work most of the time during the week and, uh, that four letter word and our office in Morro Bay faces South, oh, it's the worst. So it just gets cooked all day. That and conference room too. You're just talking to people like, yeah, I'm falling asleep. We have all so the hot. windows and doors open, and there's just no air movement, and it's just hot, and we're getting cooked on that side of the building, and there's no air conditioning, and man, it's a brutal place to be. That's hey. that's where I felt the 90 plus degree heat was you, in the office. You do notice that the air conditioning is working here in the studio. Today. I do. I you know, do. Usually when it's hot, the air conditioning does not work in this studio. Right. So, hmm. 
You guys, maybe you guys got out, it fixed. Maybe it went out during the week this week. Yeah, and the we'll management have, was here, and of course things had to get fixed. You know, is that what happened? Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, good. You got yeah. it. You got it on the right schedule now. That's what yeah. matters. Yeah. It's uh, the funniest thing to me. Like as I get older, this temperature thing. You know, I have like a two degree spectrum of comfort. When it gets below sixty eight degrees, I'm like, it's cold. Yeah. When it gets above seventy. Two degrees. I'm like, ah, it's getting kind of warm. I'm spoiled because I work in an office. Like, <laughs> it's a first see, world problem. It must be below 68 world. right now like because Mike's come in. He's got he's got sweatpants, a long sleeve shirt, a vest. I mean, you are you're a beanie shorter, ready to play I'm, in the snow right I'm now. On the radio, <laughs> people can't see me. We're gonna walk out of this studio at 11, and and, and you're gonna, gonna just start be shedding, shedding clothes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beanie short of a snow trip. Thank <laughs> you, Dan. It's true. Wow. Speaking of trips, we uh, I I got to get out of town for just a quick little jaunt to Mexico last week. Awesome. Um, got two days off of work. It was nice. Needed it. I've been working hard. Um, and when I go places, I like to check out the real estate. Yes, you do. It's a little hobby of mine. Um, so we were down in... Kind of the, what would you call it? You call it like, the, I guess, the central coast on the Pacific side of Mexico. It's uh, We were in the Sayulita area, just outside of Puerto, Vi- Puerto Vallarta, um, a little north of there. And um, small little town, r- real quaint, little surf town. Um, cool place. A lot of, lot of art, a lot of, lot of good food. Um, warm weather, a little bit of rain down there. But a lot of great properties too. They got their coastal mansions going on. Down yeah, there. they've got. And what was really interesting is as we drove into the town. So it's about a forty-five minute drive from the Puerto Vallarta airport to Sayulita. And as we drove in, I noticed that um, there was a pretty major road construction project going on. They were building some overpasses, which they don't have overpasses there. I mean, um, at least not on this remote part of the coast. And sure enough, I mean, this, these things are going to be 50, 60 feet in the air. They were pretty tall. Um, and the, the guy was telling us that they're building this massive uh, highway system um, that's mm. going to connect Sayulita to, um, you know, go all the way to Mexico City. So it's it was just interesting. And then as we were in the town, we saw like pretty much every building, every, every business um, – around was doing some kind of improvement to their property. Mm. It seemed like there was so much construction going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of it was due to there being recent rains and there was some kind of, I I don't know if it was a landslide or just some, a lot of debris had gotten into the roadways and stuff. So there was a lot of cleanup going on, but there was a lot of just um, improvement of buildings, a lot of restaurants being improved, a lot of, um, commercial buildings being improved. So there's a lot of, it, it seemed to me that the economic activity there was very strong. Um, things didn't seem quite as cheap as they used to, you know, usually you go down to Mexico and things feel like they're at a discount compared to what we pay here. Mm. Um, didn't seem like, seemed like the discount was a little less this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can just that- imagine that 
they're feeling good. They're charging higher prices. They're more cash rolling through their town. They're reinvesting in their businesses and properties. Mm. Um, you know, reinbuilding it or reinvesting in their infrastructure. Um, so it's just seemed like a lot of a lot of good things happening down in that area. Fantastic. Um, as far as residential real estate, I was looking at a couple things, and man, they they did have properties. You know, I saw a lot of things right around the one million U.S. dollars mark. Um, mm. So you know, I like to watch that show, House Hunters International. Yeah, once in a while. yeah, where they get into some of those yeah those other countries and areas. Of, there's been some other. There's been houses on in Mexico mm-hmm. that I've seen that are pretty. Uh, Pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, yeah. And what's fascinating is the construction too. We were we were watching a building. We passed by it several times. It was just between our our house that we were renting and and the you know little downtown area. And so we passed by this building multiple times. And it was you know they do all this amazing um, masonry work and and concrete work. Most of their buildings are rebar and concrete. as opposed to, you know, wood structures like we typically have. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. I mean, they, they still are impacted by the earthquakes and stuff, I would think, just as much as we are. Yeah. I have no idea, yeah. Um, I mean, they're on that Pacific Rim, so I assume they have kind of the same, same uh, the you know, potential for earthquakes and stuff like that. Volcanoes, but I don't know. Volcanoes, I don't know about, but earthquakes, yeah, they, they do. Don't a lot of their houses have multiple stories? A lot of, yeah, because, well, I mean, especially when you're in a because the of coastal the areas. There. Yeah, just because you're on hillsides and things like that. So you do see a lot of taller buildings. Um, well, and also Mexico has a, an interesting problem, too, because they're more uh, they're kind of a peninsula, so they have some of the you know the weather you might get in Texas, like the uh, hurricanes. Sure, and stuff yeah, like that. and they yeah. do they do get so, more of the hurricanes and tropical storms. So I guess that makes more sense that you would have the masonry yeah. construction because it yeah. stands up better there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they've they obviously that must be the bigger threat than than the ground shaking because they've they've opted for the the concrete as the preferred material for construction. Um, so that's, yeah. that's an interesting difference that I noticed. Um, that doesn't, but, that doesn't burn as fast. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just, it's interesting to go down and see the, you know, the different ways of life and the, the values they put on, I mean, for this show's purpose, the values on real estate, how mm-hmm. they, how they've changed over the years. It's, you know, I, I get that there's a lot of influence from us here in the States, you know, even acquiring real estate in that area and it drives prices up too. But being in that beautiful um, coastal area, especially that Salulita area, it gets a lot of rain. It feels very jungly and tropical. Um, well, let's call a spade a spade, right? I mean, these houses are not like where the Joneses live. These sure. are vacation That's, houses for, I would say, the haves. Sure. And vacation rental houses. And that produce some pretty good income. Yeah, and when I'm talking about a million dollar house, I'm talking about something with amazing ocean views, yeah. um, proximity to ocean, right? Um, pretty good size and amenities. You know, a lot of them have pools, helicopter um, pad. <laughs> I don't know about all that, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but somewhere a little more modest too. I think it all. You know, you get a depending on the proximity and the view. Um, you know, proximity to beach and view and and the size and that kind of stuff. You'll get you'll get some fluctuations in prices, but you know, felt like California style prices. Um, right for what you're getting. 
Uh, yeah, but you get a house like that in Malibu and it's not a million bucks. Well, yeah. Anyways, really glad that you got away, Dan. I think that you and Jason deserved it. Heck of a year. Um, <clears throat> we've talked about it many times on this show. I've been off the show for a little bit. been doing my own show. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I think that you guys have just done great helping the company grow. I mean, seems like a sleepless job from where I sit for you guys. Sometimes it feels that way. So good for you because we all, you know, if if it's all work and no play, Jack's a dull boy, right? You got to come back. And how good did you feel, albeit probably a little tired, <laughs> um, just to like sit at your desk and be like, ah, like I wasn't here for five days. Yeah, it's it's necessary. I think everybody feels this way, regardless of your the field you work in or, you know, whatever. It's It's just necessary to get away from the... The demands of everyday life and, mm-hmm. and enjoy a little R and R. So yeah, October is the month of vacation or holiday in Western Europe. A lot of the countries over there will do their little exchange. You know, like uh-huh. Switzerland people will go to France. France goes to Germany. Um, I'm sure Germany attracts a lot of people with their Oktoberfest thing going on. But I find it to be my favorite month to travel. Um, for whatever reason, I think partly due to just. Th- the nature of the industry I work in, mm. it seems to be typically a slower time of year. But I like it too because it's it's off season usually in most places. It's usually um, the places I go to. It's it's r- before rainy season, right? Um, so you're kind of getting that less crowded, not into the bad weather. Still get some of that summer feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I really find that I like traveling in the fall. I, th- I think it's a great. time I always of year. travel in October. Yeah, yeah. We should probably take a little break, huh? We should do that. And then we'll dive into uh, a lot of news. There's been a lot of news over the last couple of weeks. We did not do a show last weekend, so we'll we'll cover the news that's gone on the last uh, couple of weeks, and we'll just we'll see where the show takes us. Um, but it's going to be a good one, so hope you stick around. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 
972-672-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. Three five eight. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Having a spooky Saturday here. Getting ready for Halloween. Thank you, Jason. I consider myself a boot man. Jason's this is a pretty creepy song. I tell you what, I got bit by a spider in Mexico on the bottom of my foot. Man, that thing itched. Hmm. Right on the middle bottom of my foot. Uh, that was a terrible spot to get, have a bad, itchy spider bite. Yeah. Man. That would Bummer, dude. Not yeah. be fun. My wife's a spirited gal. She likes decorating the house for Halloween. Mm. Um, we, don't do, we don't go crazy out front. She likes to decorate the inside of the house, mm. like spooky runners. And we have like old like this potion area that's going on it looks really good there's a lot of dry ice there's ravens in the house Mm. just like but she does these two things that drive me nuts Mm. she does it every year she got these like these stickers is this your passive aggressive way of telling her you're doing it over the air no i'm just instead of to her face i'm just filling airtime (laughs) i uh she gets these stickers that stick to like we have these nice cabinets with glass and then the wood you know is the frame but you can see through the cap the cabinets in the kitchen and she'll put these like roach stickers there Mm. so you go to grab a cup of coffee in the morning you're like ah that's not really a roach and she puts all these little spiders like in in little areas so it looks creepy but my cats like to flick them off the floor so i'll also be rocking around it looks like a large spider is in my house and i the first two days after she decorates i get bothered by these things but then i'm like oh well you settle into it those this aren't real reality for the next yeah, month exactly this is it this is what stepped we're stepped on a spider again <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> barefoot. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is my passive aggressive way. I don't know. It sounds kind of like it might be your passive aggressive way <laughs> yeah. of saying, you know what, honey. Um, <laughs> this nonsense needs to stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, I love that uh, we always have. We live on a cul-de-sac, so it's uh, like all the kids. In fact, friends of our neighbors will come over to take their kids on our cul-de-sac because safe. You know, and like everyone on the block passes out candy, mm-hmm. and I pass out the large candy bars. Oh, so you're the I'm guy, the dude. Where like kids are like, he's got the big ones over here. Oh, nice, this guy, and then like swarm. Right. Yeah, we might have to swing by your court, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come from Morro Bay. <laughs> might be worth the drive just to get the the big bars. Yeah, you'll probably spend as much in gas. Could just drive to drive to the grocery store, pick <laughs> yeah. up a bag of my own, huh? Or he said, yeah, yeah. I don't have to say. Um, I really don't know what happened to those candy bars, kids. The big really, ones, yeah. The yeah. Big ones. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. you know, a lot of the ghosts and goblins eat those. Mommy, they and go I for just, those. Yeah, mommy and I decided that they weren't good for you, so yeah. we had to get rid of them. Yeah, and, and that one didn't seem safe. <laughs> I love the look on their face because they're so used to like the normal ho- Halloween candy size, you know. Boom. Well, it's easier when they were little. They didn't remember as much, or at least they didn't seem like they remember. Oh yeah, they did. <laughs> But now they're getting older and they're a lot more aware. So now it's like they they call you out. I mean, even months later, they're like, "Remember that candy Reese's bar? Cup, the last Reese's <laughs> Remember? Cup. No, let's quit talking about that. Move yeah. on. Are you going to do this forever? <laughs> all right, we're right. back. Enough stories. Enough stories. Yeah. Thanks for following it's, us today, uh, people. Yeah, we do have good stuff. We do. And uh, I don't think we did proper introductions. I'm Dan Podesto, and I'm joined today by Mike Points. You were, you were mentioning that uh, you've, you know, you haven't been on the Mortgage Matters show here in the last couple months. You've been doing another show. What's this other show you're doing? Are Launched you- a podcast. Uh-huh. Um, website is smartretirementpodcast.com. Oh, cool. A good friend of mine and a financial advisor out of the state of Arizona, Matt Hollander, Who's also been on our show, yeah, Century he's been on, Financial, on the show a couple times. <clears throat> we're, we're just talking about smart ways to approach your finances, personal finance, if you will, in retirement. So those in transition, going into retirement, maybe like five, ten years from retirement, want to start getting their ducks in a row for sure. And those in retirement that are realizing, whoa, this is like a job. I gotta mm-hmm. make sure I do this right. You're kind of taking a a broader look at at overall household finances and trying to get it all in order with like a retirement aspect in mind. Yeah. And ha- and be able to set up ways, plan B's, you know, a way to combat how the finances, the finance world can throw a curveball at you. Sure. Healthcare costs, you know, aging in place, staying in your home, what that costs, you know, the idea of downsizing or like you like to say, right sizing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it smart to turn your mortgage off and look at a reverse mortgage. You know, what are the offsets are the trade-offs of negative amortizing uh, mortgages? Interesting. And, you know, and then obviously for him, his stand part, we talk about how to get money out of an IRA into a Roth and tax-free income and do things that just make sense. You know, unfortunately in this country, personal finance is one of those things you just have to learn on your own. Mm-hmm. They don't have it in high school. I never knew how to balance a checkbook. I had to learn and you you learn when you see the red numbers, right? Yeah. You're like, whoa, what, what? oh my gosh, that's right. I wrote that check. You learn by doing. And, you know, what we want to try to do is just have a community where we can have open discussions. Um, people do do not call into the show like they would here because it's a podcast, but they call our 866-53-RETIRE number 
And they also email us at info at smartretirementcast.com with questions. And we usually start the next show with questions we've got. Answer any questions. And we've gotten some good support. We have over 600 downloads now on all of our podcasts. So we're on the Apple Podcasts. We're on um, uh, Stitcher. We're on um, iHeartRadio. And we're kind of trending with regards to retirement on iHeartRadio, which is real special to me because this takes time, as you know, to do. Sure. And we do it uh, twice a month. So it posts every other Tuesday. So if you go to smartretirementcast.com, listeners, you can go right to all of our episodes. You can start listening to those. You can even subscribe to new episodes. Our next episode comes out Tuesday right before Halloween. There you go. Cool. Thank you for letting me do that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's been exciting. You know, and I think what you found from years and years of doing this, Dan, is it really does give you a different perspective on the entire approach of working with clientele. You know, you, you really can't be a salesperson and succeed long term in this business. You have to be a, an advisor. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, what you're describing, what we do on this show every weekend. Um, it's just having that that discussion. Mm-hmm. It's talking about the things we're seeing, the things we're experiencing, the um, outside influences to the industry that we work in, and just helping you as a consumer, as a homeowner, um, try to figure out the best moves for you mm-hmm. and your family um, so that you can make good decisions. That's, that's really it. It's just being a source of information, being uh, you know, a professional in an industry that's kind of difficult to understand and just being that sounding board for you, if nothing else. Yep. So, yep. yeah, um, that's great that you guys are doing that. Um, the website, one more time. Sure. It's smartretirementpodcast.com. Smartretirementpodcast.com. Smart cool. Retirement with, with Mike and Matt. You can look it up on any of your podcast type, um, <clears throat> excuse me, podta- uh, podcast uh, channels, I guess you could call them. Cool. Um, yeah, so we haven't done a live show here for two weeks, so we've got, there's been a lot going on the last couple of weeks, um, and then next week, obviously, is going to be a big week as well. Next week, um, in addition to Halloween, um, we have a Fed announcement, mm-hmm. which might be the second biggest event of the week next week. Um, it's expected that the Fed's going to be cutting rates next week, forecasts yep. are for a cu- quarter point rate cut. And it, looking at the economic news of the last two weeks, they may have just found their ammunition. Um, and what I'm talking about is the consumer showed a little bit of weakness um, last week or two weeks ago, actually, with retail sales disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, first time in seven months that we've had um, declining retail sales. Mm-hmm. Um Household slash spending on building materials, online purchases. Um, they they cut spending on automobiles, so some of the bigger ticket items as well. Um, and so there's fears right now that the this you know, you know there's been talk with the yield curves. Um, you know some of these different economic events that have happened that there may be some kind of recession on the horizon based on historical economic indicators that we've seen here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the fears are, are rising here that maybe that, that was in fact true. Maybe, maybe those indicators were really telling the, the true story. 
Um, Seven times in our American history, an inverted yield curve has led right to a recession. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you get into the people that like to just look at factual data, that's a lot of times. It know? is. It is. And so we had that event, you know, several times in the third quarter. Right. And here we are with the consumer showing some weakness. And as you know, that's a big deal with our economy being 70% consumer driven. Consumer spending makes up the you know, the lion's share of our economic activity. And so when you see th something like retail sales declining 0.3% in, in the month, that, that's in September, big news. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the September reading. Expectations were for 3% growth in retail sales. Um, and in fact, the month prior, the July reading was 0.6% growth. So we, you know, it could just be that there was a great number the month prior, and this is kind of that evening out right. of, uh, you know, so if you look at it as two months, yeah. yeah, you average it out and you're still up. So maybe, you know, maybe it's not so bad, but we'll keep our eye on that trend. It's certainly something that's going to get the Fed's attention. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the last piece of retail sales data that their consumer data that they're going to see prior to the decision next week. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen, you know, we've seen some hiring numbers kind of disappointing here recently, um, you know, with the last couple months of jobs reports. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing retail sales start to show signs of slowing. Mm -hmm. We've already seen slowing in housing, although I don't know that I could, you know, other than just lack of affordability and lack of inventory at the entry level price point, it's hard to say that that's it's a negative because so many people are still out there trying to find a home. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just competitive still, especially in that entry level market. So it's hard to say that housing is really a drag so much, but the retail sales thing is pretty big. Yeah. And too, if you take a step back, the consumer is usually the last one to know and go, you Great know what point. I mean? Yeah. Like if they're now not spending, that means it's gotten through the whole system. Like, their CFOs, they knew two or three months ago, like, okay, we need to tighten up this belt strap. Mm -hmm. Cap expenditures need to go down. We need to get our interest right. We need to find some ways to, you know, set some money aside. Consumers are like ants. They just leave in the morning. They go get sugar. They bring it home. You know what I mean? Yep. They have like one job, buy stuff. And when they stop buying stuff, that makes me look at the clipboard and say, uh, what's going on? Yeah. And if I was the Fed, I would have way more knowledge than this Mike Points does. So I'm interested what they're going to do, period. You're dead on right here with what you're saying. You're you're so dead on. Um, the What you'll see and what we have seen here recently is you'll start to see companies tighten the belt a little bit. They they start to feel the, the winds of change and they start to to pull back on some of those durable goods orders, the things, you know, the, the machinery and the, you know, the, the things that are supposed to last long, you know, more than three years, those, those bigger ticket purchases, right. they start to hold off on those because all of a sudden they're not feeling so confident about the future. Mm -hmm. The, the consumer doesn't necessarily feel that they don't see that they don't, they're not looking forward as much as a business would. They're just thinking about, you know, I got to go to work today. I got to take care of the family today. I got to get, get that the big kids gulp. in bed. Got to get a big gulp, you know, got to, you know, it's Timmy's birthday on Friday. Mm -hmm. Got to do that mm -hmm. thing. And then, you know, one day they, they kind of look up and they're like, man, it's 
uh, the credit card has a lot of balances yeah, on it. Feeling kind of tight here lately. Yeah. Haven't you know? Didn't get that as big of a bonus right. this, this month as I thought I was going to. Overtime went away. Seems like yeah, overtime's down. Seems like business. You know, work's been kind of slow lately. Um, you know, maybe I need to pull back too. And then what? What we've seen historically over the last several recessions is that it's the consumer. It's right up until the very breaking point of an economy is when the consumer finally starts to pull back. That's right. So with this piece of data leading right into the Fed meeting where, you know, at one point it was like all but a done deal that they were going to cut rates. Then more recently, it's felt like 50-50, 60-40, they're going to cut rates again. Maybe they'll wait until later in the year. Maybe they'll they'll stop for now. Yeah. Um, But with this piece of data, knowing that it's generally the last shoe to fall, um, you might think that they might act. Yeah. Um, That's what forecasts are showing us today yep. is that that they're likely, highly likely to do another quarter point rate cut. What's interesting, though, is we're leading up to this Fed meeting. Typically, when we lead up to a Fed meeting, we see the market kind of place its bets, if you will. We see a little bit of movement in the bond market, in the interest rate market that kind of for is forecasting the move or hedging against what they think is going to happen. And where we're at today in the bond and interest rate markets, we're we're kind of at the high water mark of the of the quarter point range that we've been in for about five or six months. Mm-hmm. Right? The ten year note yield has been hovering between one and a half and one point seven five percent, which means we've excuse me, we've got mortgage rates on a 30 year fixed hovering between about three and a half and 4%, um, somewhere in that range. Right. And so here we are, we're kind of at the upper end. We're at the one and three quarters mark on the 10 year yield. We're kind of up near the 4% range on the 30 year fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that telling us about next week's meeting? Is that telling us that they're going to cut rates or is that telling us that they might not? I think, I think with one minute left to go before we go to a break, um, in short, that the market's already factored in and or we like to say baked in that rate cut and we're just going to kind of float through the rest of the year is what I feel. I think we stay right here. There's too many downward and upward counter pressures going on. Brexit's in, Brexit's not in, <laughs> trade's on, trade's off, da 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 China hands, you know, Trump hates China this week. No, he doesn't. It's, it's like too confusing. It's too much. And yeah. I think it's just going to ride out to the rest of the year. That's my my opinion. We'll expand on this a little bit after we come back from the break, but we do need to take a quick time out here to thank our sponsors. Um, we've got a couple great companies who help make this show possible, and so we give them the time they deserve. We will be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. 
Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number. 328 Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Welcome back. We have been talking a little bit about the retail sales decline that we uh, we found out about for September. Retail sales was down 03 percent for the month. An indicator, or you know, starting to fan the flames of fear. Is that good? That's some alliteration right there. That's like free from uh, football. Wow. <laughs> free from football. Dude. Free from football. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> um, that you know, the, there's fears rising that um, that the consumer might be slowing down a little bit. They might might be tightening, pulling back a little, um, which is a big deal for an economy that's roughly seventy percent based on consumer spending activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a Fed meeting next week. Um, I just kind of pose the question to you of whether what what you thought the bond and interest rate market movement of these past couple of weeks is telling us or forecasting for us about next week's fed action you're saying it's already cooked in you know the fed's going to cut next week and there's going to be no significant change in the markets. Is that kind of your yeah, position? Yeah, the one thing I didn't want to say because we were going to a break is that I, I just really feel in my gut that the these Fed rate cuts are just propping up this overvalued 
equities market. You know, it's like, when is the three and a half percent drop going to hit? Like, yeah. when is that day where it's like, Dow's down a thousand points? And people are like, whoa, that's meaningful. And then it doesn't go back a thousand points mm-hmm. like it has been. It's been looking like the Jaws teeth yeah. for, for months. Yeah. Or, and then, you know, same things happening in our bond market. It's like, oh boy, I better get to the office and call those five people because rates are back down again. They didn't do it two weeks ago. I better get them in this cycle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed them because they're on vacation. Don't only have to wait two and a half more weeks till rates go down again and then I'll call them. But I think what's going to happen now is I'm going to lose that opportunity to see rates go down again. They're just going to slowly flatten out. And by, I think, February, March of next year, you'll start seeing them at the four and a quarter rate again. Mm, is my opinion. Interesting. But, you know, if the equities market runs to safe money, it's that it, it all, I could be totally wrong, right? If the bond goes back, the 10 year bond goes back to 1.5, then we're surely south of a 4% 30 year fixed at that point. Well, I think, you know, some of that market movement would have a lot to do, w- would depend a lot on whether or not an actual recession is felt here. You know, if if we do truly see this, you know, decline in consumer spending and companies pulling back on on their spending, if if we see that as not just, you know, a monthly aberration but a trend, then I could see rates I could see money moving out of equities, moving into bonds. I could see rates declining and staying low to try to spur on more economic activity when otherwise it feels like it it would want to pull back. Um, Even though I think our our equities market is overvalued, the bonds market this year has been like wildly entertaining. No, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I I have a slightly different take on on the market. I, I feel like... There's maybe a small hedge going on here um, that the Fed doesn't do anything this meeting, mm. and that's kind of why we're at the high watermark of our of our recent range. And that when I I, I do believe that on Wednesday when they make the announcement, they are going to announce a quarter point rate cut. I think we might see a little bit of a of a decline back to the middle or even bottom of the range that we're in Interesting. and maybe even start to think about breaking through the floor of the resistance level that that 1.5% 10 year note yield resistance, maybe even down below that and mm-hmm. start to start to hear the chatter pick up again about a 1% 10 year note yield. Um, wow. I, I still, I, I don't believe that just from the feeling I'm getting, um, out there, um, I, I still feel like they're not done. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because I, I don't run a company and you do, Dan, and I read these articles like Wells Fargo went on a hiring spree. Bank of America, these larger institutional banks are like, we need to gear up because we're understaffed and this ride is not going to stop soon. Why would a major, you know, major banking institution put that much time and effort and money into training and hiring for three months worth of activity. Right. Right. No, they wouldn't. They, they're they seeing know a lot more else. than I do. Yeah. So I, that's where I'm at. I, I, I think we've got another rate cut or two ahead of us before the fed even thinks about slowing down. Um, I, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this movement and volatility that we're seeing is based on, the the Twitter snips of the day and the you know the it's surrounding crazy. surrounding whether it's you know you brought up Brexit it's the China trade 
thing, you know. It's th- oil. What's going on with OPEC? Yeah. At one time there's, this year. There's a lot of stuff. I, I feel like the China thing is probably the biggest impact right now. Um, it has the biggest propensity to be a dagger yes. in the forward motion. And, and the reality economy. here is that we've got a president who makes these announcements on Twitter, um, you know, and, and sometimes they're contradicting a, a previous announcement. Sometimes, you know, they're kind of just rhetoric rhetoric yeah i i bluster i don't know so you know like a couple weeks ago there was the we've got phase one of a deal in place and it's you know we we heard that announcement with no real meat to that announcement and a a week and a half two weeks have passed and what do we really have yeah it's a big giant to use one of my shark tank uh favorite lines a big fat nothing burger is what it is (laughs) um it's a Right. You know, and and I think you know, with I I I just feel like recent history has told me that we're not going to see much change here through this election cycle, mm-hmm. right? We're we've got up until uh, 12 months from now where I don't think China's really motivated to do much to solve this problem. So we're going to be in this cycle of, do we have a deal? Don't we have a deal? You know, little jabs back and forth between the U.S. and China. Maybe feels like we're getting a deal done. Maybe then it doesn't feel like we're getting a deal done. We're going to play hardball. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to see this continued volatility for 12 more months. All the while, I think we're going to kind of see this this economy continue to muddle along the way it has. Mm -hmm. And so for those reasons, I believe the fed is still going to be in this rate cut kind of mode because they don't really know what the outcome is going to be. I think a a large part of the direction of our economy is resting on the outcome of the China trade issue. Sure. And, and with that being said, you know, we also aren't even talking about the 800 pound gorilla in the room, which is the actual budget deficit yeah, and what's going on with our the the federal deficit is almost at a trillion dollars now. Um, earlier in the week, I found this video, and I thought I'd bring it into the show today, Dan. It's just about a, a minute long, and I'm going to have Jim play it. But it's just an update on what Mnuchin, our our Treasury Secretary, believes you know we're doing as an administration, but where we're at in whole. And now, Jim, if you wouldn't mind playing that for our listeners. The federal deficit was $984 billion in fiscal year 2019. That is a 26% increase over the previous year, but still short of that trillion dollar mark. Now, that is partly because there was a rebound in corporate tax receipts during the second half of the year. For 2019, corporate tax revenue was $230 billion. That's a 12% increase over last year. Individual income tax revenue was up 2% to $1.7 trillion. In addition, the government also collected almost $71 billion in customs duties. Those are tariffs. That is a 70% jump over the previous year. Now, these numbers are a relief to the Trump administration, which has been criticized for the cost of its tax cut. Meanwhile, Treasury had forecast previously that the deficit would hit a trillion dollars this year. But in a statement, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said that these numbers are evidence that Trump's economic agenda is working. And to put the nation on a truly sustainable path would require enacting proposals to cut wasteful and irresponsible spending. Guys, the latest projections from the CBO now has the government hitting that trillion dollar mark next year. 
Back over to you. Interesting. Okay, so like as we're saying, it funnels into the discussion. I mean, maybe <clears throat> the trade war has its perks, right? I mean, up in tariffs quite a bit, but what does that do to the the Midwestern farmer, you know, like their risk with if soybeans are going to sell? So all that funnels into our discussion about why I think, you know, things are just kind of, there's an upward pressure and an equal downward pressure going on right now. So I'm reading a book right now, and it's about the Federal Reserve. It's about money supply. It's about, you know, there's there's definitely sections in the book about deficits and how they're used and what they mean for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, some economists believe deficits are good. They're just it's just another mechanism for inflation. It's another mechanism to keep money moving through our economy, mm-hmm. cycling through. Mm-hmm. As deficits grow and national debts grow, you've got more money in the system to move around. And it, when more money is in the system, you have inflation. You have an inflationary pressure from that. That's right. Which causes the consumer it, – it causes – you takes to believe, away the shortage of cash. Yeah, well, and it and it says to you that hey, if you know, people are believe that what's happening today is going to continue to happen tomorrow, and so if today you have that mindset, which most people do, mm-hmm. people by nature do, mm-hmm. um, the dollar I'm holding today because of the money supply and it, you know, more money every day being pumped into the system, mm-hmm. my dollar today is going to be worth less money tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I'm better off spending it today mm-hmm. to maximize its value. Yep. So th- some economists don't think this is a problem um, that, you know, we have a deficit. It's not a big deal. It's just, it just helps it's money continue to flow. The economy, right? And so, I, yeah. But I, I'm not, I didn't bring the video on the show because I think it's like a big deal or not a big deal. It, it's obviously a huge, huge deal. And it's just not being talked about. So maybe what you're saying is that is exactly the way most of those in the administration feel about it. It's 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 managed. It's managed just fine. Mnuchin, who is a genius, a financial genius, is saying that this is just proof that the administration is doing what they said they were going to do. They're going to, you know, short of making America great again comments, they're trying to get these deals back so that we generate more more money because we're a superpower doing business with everyone. And I think this is just a weird way in all of the stuff we're talking about of the upward and downward pressures to say, this is why the market's staying right where it, where it will. I think over the next four months, we're not going to see, I, I mean, even if the feds drop the rate a quarter point, I mean, why, why would we see 10 year bonds drop down to 1.5 right now? You know, why would that happen? There's there's no real true fundamental to show that it should happen if they drop a rate. I mean, it just does. Well, the only reason that it would happen is that recession starts to take hold and, and consumers stop spending money and economic activity starts to slow down. That's when you'll see that, that, that happen. You'll see those yields start to fall. You'll see those those efforts to try to... Yep. restart the economy similar to what we did coming out of the recession in 2008, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you would see yields fall. Um, 
but we only have 1.75% left to drop. I mean, the, the, we're only over, you know, the fed fund rate has only got, what is that? That'd be four, three, seven more times to cut rates. Sure. And then that's it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, there are, this is this is one of the arguments against starting to do what we call these mid-cycle corrections um, was, hey, the Fed needs needs to have ammunition when they're when we're actually facing an economic problem. Yeah. But then there's others who argue that, you know, if you're waiting until the crisis is upon us, you've you've waited too long. So there's different schools of thought here. Sure. Um, and and it's hard to say who's right until you're able to look in the rearview mirror. But um Right now, you've you've got the the prevailing school of thought is that you know we're gonna we're gonna attack a recession before it actually hits us. Yeah, and so that's why we're seeing mid cycle rate corrections from the Fed. Um, as far as this uh, deficit and stuff, you know, one comment I wanted to share is just you know who benefits from inflation? Who's the who's the biggest beneficiary of inflation? Mm. I mean, the economy is helped out because there's incentive to spend money. So, you know, the economy is is benefiting from inflation because dollars are are likely to flow more freely. But it's also those who have assets, right? Because assets start to inflate. Um, so, you know, yes, guys like Mnuchin, they don't they don't see that as a big problem. We are almost at the top <laughs> of the hour break, and in our next segment, we're going to talk quite a bit about the benefits of tapping into the equity in your homes, um, not just because you want to pay off credit cards, but how to prepare for retirement and age in place, things of that nature. We'll talk about reverse mortgages. We'll get into the topics of some of the products we have, Dan, the home equity lines of credit. And I'd like to just um, just tease the listeners that I think it's going to be a great hour. So please fill up your coffee um, and get ready for another hour of Mortgage Matters. We'll be right back after this break. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on the flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle, such great songs. I could play this whole song. The ghouls all came from their humble. I feel like this is just what's missing from music today. It's just this creativity. I don't know. The Monster Mash? I think this is a creative song. Oh, it's great. Sure. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I agree with you. Your song makes me want to get in my Bel Air and go get a scoop of ice cream with my, it does, with my yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, my wife. Go to a sock hop. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, this song was released originally in the 60s. You know, I mean, it's had staying power. You <laughs> had some credit for that. Yeah. I mean, when you, Halloween. I mean, it had staying power now. every two weeks before Halloween. Yeah. I don't listen to the Monster Mash in March. What? Well, no. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. no, I know, but, it, but you guys it, are like, you know, you're ready to crucify ha- me. Do you think Halloween music, man? <laughs> Monster Mash, right at the top. Yeah, it's a of the great list. song. It's the best. Yeah. For sure. What's the new? I mean, what's the new top latest 100. and greatest Halloween song? Duh, Thriller. <laughs> That's the latest uh, and greatest. Yeah, That's like a forty-year-old song. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That opening. That's what I'm talking about. Better play that, Jim. Better yeah. play that, Jim. Yeah. Thriller. <laughs> Where's the new yeah. stuff? Yeah. I don't know. Where's the new Halloween music? Bruno Mars yeah. has probably got some Halloween thing. Maybe we'll look that up. Yeah, we'll see. At the break. Mm-hmm. Welcome to hour number two. That's right. Hey, there were. I know we're going to take a hard left here. There were two more important news items. I just, I, I, we have to talk about before we shift gears completely. Do it. And it's a couple of of numbers that came out two weeks ago. It no, it was last week. Sorry, last week, and it was. Where is it? There it is. Existing home sales and new home sales. Oh, yeah. We got to talk Just about that. Just give me a quick update. Um, pretty much in line with expectations, We, uh, but down from the month prior, uh, we saw existing home sales down ever so slightly uh, to 5.38 million units annually, so a little off our 5.5 million units pace from the month prior. Um, new home sales were slightly above expectations, but down from the month prior um, at about a 701,000 unit annual clip. Mm. Um, mostly it's due to lack of inventory is the news. Uh, in particular, just lacking inventory at the low end, that entry level price point. Um, so for that reason, sales numbers, units of homes sold is just continuing to inch its way down um and it's an inventory issue nothing Mm -hmm. else not a demand issue we've got lots of people who want to buy homes we've got plenty still we have so many pre-qualified buyers just at our own little company um people looking for the right home at the right price point struggling to find it Mm -hmm. um we have people who are planning on on a sale next year after they complete their tax returns. Um, There's a lot of activity going on right now in the mortgage industry, in the home buying industry. Um, No shortage of, of people waiting, people planning, people poised to do something next year. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's no lack of interest in housing. Yeah. Definitely not the problem. And it's, you know, here's the unfortunate thing. And I think, you know, Newsom's trying to hit this head on is that just the counties that have the ability or inability to create affordable housing. I mean, we don't have a very high ability to create affordable housing. The affordable housing units that exist in these newer developments are not selling. They're not selling quickly because, you know, and that, and I'm talking more about like because a, they're not affordable. Well, <laughs> well, I'm talking more about the units specifically that are designed for affordable housing, um, you know, compliance and guidelines with the county's um, rules. 
And so what I mean by that is you have to have a certain amount of income to uh, qualify for this. The the builder can has to set it at a reduced price and it has to be set as affordable. A population of every track has to have this affordable element to it. Right. It's like 20 or 30%. Can't sell those. We can't sell them. We can't sell them. We can't, like, people well, the want problem, them, but they're still too expensive. Right. The, because and the problem the materi- is... The builder's not, like, raking in the cake on these things either. They're, like, basically... Well, it's subsidized housing, really. Correct. It, correct. The other, the 70% of the the market priced units pay for the 30% of the affordable units. Absolutely. I mean, let's call a spade a spade, These right? guys have to make money, no doubt. But, I mean, if a house is $460,000 in Templeton... It should be flying off the shelf, but the fact of the matter is it just isn't. Well, when you look at the qualification criteria, those affordable units, if you go to the county website, you see what the affordable you know, income limits are mm-hmm. and for the different income brackets. Yes. You know, you've got the very low, the low, the, the middle, the whatever. You know, they've got these five or six <laughs> different <laughs> categories of income earners. The yep. income earners are, you know, the, the income levels are so low but these people still have to, when they buy the home, they still have to go out and qualify for financing based on regular mortgage guidelines. That's actually, that's absolutely right. There's not a low income mortgage qualification. You know, you can have a 80% debt ratio and still qualify. That doesn't exist. Yeah, so but- you have to meet these income levels to just qualify to be a buyer for the unit, but then you have to make enough money to go qualify for the loan. Correct. <clears throat> so, so that's a, that's the gray tough... that we get stuck in in this county. It's yeah. like, okay, I have enough income to stay below the moderate income bracket for a household of four, but because I have this car payment and these student loans, I can't buy the house. Yeah, I don't have enough down to like pay, pay down the loan or pay off the car, so I'm stuck. Well, and then you have so then you have smaller projects where they are still you know, subject to these having a certain number of units that are affordable, but, but there's the option of paying the in lieu fees to just, now we're not going to do the affordable units. We'll pay the fees instead. We'll just have all market priced units. So then you've got people just buying their way out of providing as easy as you would think. It's not, I, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't want to paint a picture like these builders just buy their way out of it. No, I'm, I'm I'm saying that's probably limited to just the smaller, and it depends when the project was approved. Sure. If it was approved before 20, uh, 2009, then that, that isn't even an option. You know, I've been having a good conversation with the gentleman at the, at the county that deals with this stuff um, because you know we help uh, as a preferred lender for coastal community builders at Vineyard Creek up in Templeton. And you know, they, are, they are right like within weeks of having their own models built so you can walk through. All the models they currently have are from the old builder. Again, this is was owned by one builder. Coastal Community Builders bought it over and is building out the remaining 31 lots. And so um, if you're interested in affordable housing in North County, Vineyard Creek is a great place to look. Um, I will, after the break, I'll, I'll mention the website. But right now I want to just continue this conversation we're having, which is there's no shortage of demand, but... I am very, very interested to see what's going to happen over the next five years and how to make things more affordable. I really am. I mean, I don't, I don't have an answer. Well, you, you started to get into it. When you talk about land cost, you talk about the, the fees. You the know? fees are what, are what need to be modified. There's, yeah. In my opinion. There's a and crazy amount of fees. Plus, done. then usually if there's, you know, the, the developer has to come up with... Um, 
you know, s- generally some kind, type of infrastructure improvements, improving the street situation, parking situation. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking of just even infill stuff. You know, when, when if you take on just a little residential lot infill project, if there's a problem existing with the the curb and gutter That's currently right. and, and maybe even the roads kind of old and worn, you're going to get you're, that that's going to fall on your lap. Um, th- that's just the way these projects work. You get stuck with certain improvements that sometimes you feel like shouldn't even be part of your project, but right, but it is. Yeah. And so those fees add up. Um, and make the, you know, by the time you've got just your costs in there, you're already outside of the, the affordable, the realistically affordable range, not to mention if the builder wants to make any kind of profit whatsoever. Well, maybe an example of that in San Luis, and maybe I'm wrong here, could be the Prado Road overpass, where they're going to have to help pay for that. That's a good However, example. Yeah, exactly. Because they have to, in order for the project to get approved, mm-hmm. they have to show the city how they're not going to burden the existing roadways. And if, if there is mm-hmm. a burden, they have to mitigate that somehow. And so for that particular project... Well, one way is to create a whole new corridor of mm-hmm. access to that uh, that development, and that's through the Prado Road overpass. And then, of course, on that, they have to get the city to sign off. They have to get Caltrans to sign right. off. They have to get a bunch more sign-offs than they would just – Yeah, you have to go you through know. eight different board review boards to get something done. Plus, if it goes over a mm-hmm. waterway – then the federal government has to sign off sure. on it too. Any sort of even a stream. So the then not only do you have wow. fees, you know, usually there's fees associated with each one of these bodies, you know, some kind of payment of some sort. You've got all this time, all this time that the builder has to carry that project. And so there's costs to carrying. Not to even mention entering a new factor of risk in the marketplace. I mean, what if... We hit a recession right when all these houses are supposed to be built. You're just going to build houses so that you're done with the project. You want to build houses and sell them and build houses and sell them. So anyways, we're going off on a little bit of a tangent. Well, it is. It's funny. It's bringing us right back to the very beginning when I was talking about a trip to Mexico, watching them. We were watching tractors move move dirt around um, for one area we saw what looked to be some kind of new structures being built. Another area of dirt being moved we saw for this overpass they were building. We started wondering, man, I wonder wonder what their process is to start moving dirt. I wonder when this project started. Mm. You know, what's what's their uh, red tape look like down in Mexico versus what we have to deal with here? Yeah, well, one thing that kind of interests me too is a lot of times a park is um, is required, some sort of like a community area. Yeah, you have to build in green space into your project. And then the city is supposed to maintain that. Well, mm-hmm. then the th- first thing that falls in any sort of budget sessions are park maintenance. So, you know, it's one of the first things anyway. So it's just kind of interesting, all these things that are required. The city's going to uphold this end of it, and lots of times they don't. Well, that's where you get HOAs involved now. Yeah. Seems like every project now is subject to some kind of HOA fee to help maintain those common areas. Seems to be the the way building is done now. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be a builder. <laughs> it's I- a yeah. I mean, if if you're out there thinking these prices are where they're at just because the builders raking in profits, you know, 
Think it's, again. It's just not the way it is. It's a highly risky endeavor. And yeah, it's been good for builders here lately. Prices have been going up. So they start with a project in mind of the price point and, and the market moves over the five years they're carrying a project and getting it to the place where they can even just start to get a tractor on a lot and move dirt around and start to pour some foundations and put some sticks on top of that. Um, you know, yeah, maybe the market's appreciated a little bit and their price point's higher than they thought it would be. And, and maybe there is a little extra profit in there, but that's not the way it always is. It's a highly risky endeavor. Um, yep. And and so they're, you know, while they may be making a little bit of money today, they some of these projects, the market could turn on them and they could be selling things at losses, you know, a year from now or two years from now. We don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a risky business. Uh not for the faint of heart. Not for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> um, we're at a point here, Mike. I, d- I didn't mean to steal this entire chunk of, of time. I know we're going to I think we were shift gears, but we, we promise we're going to shift gears here. We do have to take a quick break, and then I think this will be a nice little segue into the next. next See, Jason's not here this week, so Dan actually gets a chance to talk. Right. <laughs> you guys always beat up Jason when he's not here. <laughs> Ah, we beat him up when he's yeah. when we're in front of him too. We can talk. We wouldn't we wouldn't say these things if we wouldn't say them to his face. Uh, all right. Well, we're having a good time. The conversation's just flowing here. If you'd like to be a part, we uh, the phone lines are open. You guys can join us. We'd appreciate it. We always love hearing your calls, hearing your comments. Um, we love answering your questions. You can give us a call here in the studio at 805-543-8830, 805-543-8830. We are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 3283. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit. So call AM Sun Solar today at 805 7 
772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. I was just thinking about this movie. This is... My kids, for whatever reason, even from a very young age, they've loved to be... They kind of love and hate to be scared. But this movie, they love this movie. Yeah. I love it. Plus, it kind of ropes in Christmas. Yeah. You know? A little bit. Right there. Christmas is right there. It's right there. Yeah. Sorry to really Christmas the mind of Tim Burton here. Yeah. yeah. Exceptional. Right? Yeah. <laughs> wonder what... Like if that guy was your friend. Yeah. What's that guy like? Like on a road trip. <laughs> what are we talking about? Got some creepy ideas, huh? Yeah. Freaking yeah. me out, Tim. <laughs> you freaking me out, Tim. It's cool. Um, so we get to we get have the, the pleasure of being probably the only time Marilyn Manson has played on KBC for any sort of music. So, yeah, there it is. It makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. um, yeah. I went to high school in the '90s, and Marilyn Manson was popular. Yeah, popular. Was Marilyn Manson on Mr. Belvedere? Was that the? I have no idea for Mr. Belvedere. Whoa. Wow, check that. That would be a good fun fact. <laughs> to I don't think so. Verify. Fact checkers, get on it. Um, all right, so we're going to take the rest of the show today to talk about a topic that I. I actually have a lot of passion in and reference quite a bit on the show I I co-host with Matt Hollander, Century Financial. Again, that's called Smart Retirement Podcast. Listeners, if you're in retirement or getting ready for retirement, I highly encourage you to check out our website, smartretirementpodcast.com. You can see all of our current episodes there, and you can subscribe to the new episodes coming out every other Tuesday. Um, we just... Uh, you know, we're just seeing this, I want to call it the silver tsunami. That's, I think, what they're 
these baby boomers are one after the other going into retirement every day at large right now. Dan. Silver tsunami. Yeah. Okay. By the way, he was on Mr. Belvedere. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Super. Is silver referencing like... The hair. The hair, okay. Yeah. Not like the golden years went to silver, like downgraded. Silver's like 50, right? I don't know. I'm pretty close to silver right now. You are. I'm 39. But you've still got a ways to go till you're 50. Yeah. I'm looking to retire at 58. That's the plan, Dan. (laughs) Oh, wow. Look at you. 58, yeah. Ahead of schedule. Doing things to do that. Getting them in order. Nice. Effectively paying towards that. Wow. You're, you've got less than 20 years of work left. What is retirement? You know? <laughs> I like, think I'd get bored. I want to be able to just push my computer away and be like, you know what? I'm not working today. I'm not working this week. I may not work this month, but I'll still work. I love mm-hmm. what I do. I love helping people and being involved in transactions. It's just, you know, what I do. But I'll probably coach a football team or something too. There you go. You know, high school football. Yeah. This segment is all about the ways in which baby boomers going into retirement haven't quite hit their marks for the assets they need to continue to live and age in place and have that retirement that could be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've got a little bit of a population here. Uh, one of the banks we work with, Finance of America, did a study and um, with money.com and they found out that there's 78 million seniors right now in the nation and 30% of that population have no retirement savings. So they're either getting some type of pension or social security, but they don't have like some something to turn to when the boat gets rocky. Hmm. They just got that income coming every first of the month, but they don't have something to pull from in retirement to supplement income or stay up with cost of living adjustments. We were talking about inflation in the first hour. Mm -hmm. An additional 25% have saved less than $50,000. So, um, you know, that's a problem when you have a large population of our nation and there's about 340 million people in this country. Mm -hmm. So 78 million seniors are getting in, are are in this class of people that just really don't have the assets set aside liquid or in their IRA to supplement retirement income. Social security, I'm not going to bring it up, but it's a whole nother discussion about how long that's going to keep up and what we're going to have to do as a country to keep it going. Well, it'll probably be there for the seniors, you know, they're they're probably pretty well taken care of. But like you said, they're on fixed income. Right. And which is great and all if fixed income is meeting your day-to-day needs that's great but if you don't have any kind of savings what happens when you need to buy a new refrigerator what happens when yeah. you need to buy a new car what happens exactly. when you need to replace the roof on your home i mean what happens when those bigger ticket events happen in your life and fixed income is only meeting your day-to-day needs and you have no savings What do you do right now? There's a statistic that in retirement, if you live to the fully, you know, that I think, I think it's 84, there's a high probability, 70% chance that you'll spend $250,000 on healthcare, you know, by way of splitting some of that cost with your insurance carrier, having Medicare pay for some of it, but also you being responsible for the bill. And, you know, that's the one that really crushes people. And it's like the, the conversation I have with clients when I talk about this planning for using equity in retirement is it's not going to happen to me. You know, I'm healthy. 
healthy as an ox. And my response to that is, you know what? That's really selfish, dude. That's not a good way to approach retirement. I'm certainly not going to leave my wife with a, you know, a house that she has to sell to pay off some medical bills. I'm not going to get in a situation. I don't think it's right to put your family in that situation. Because what if you do get sick, but you don't right. die? What if the life insurance cash check can't cash because you're still living? You know, and I think, and I'm not trying to get morbid, but I am trying to say that the, the. Trying to say, the, don't get cocky, people. Don't, Stuff don't, happens. Don't be <laughs> lame and think that you're just going to fight through these statistics. They're real. Yeah. You know, in retirement, if you didn't have a great opportunity to save money um, during your working years, you might have been paying off your house and have quite a bit of equity on the sidelines that you're just not thinking of how to use effectively. I'm not saying everyone that's listening to this show go out and get a reverse mortgage, but the point I'm going to try to make today is, is I'm going to hit on some reverse mortgage um, ways in which a reverse mortgage can help you supplement your financial plan in retirement. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to get into that. Um, but before we do, I just want to give our listeners a brief intro on the types of reverse mortgages, if you don't mind, Dan. Sure. Um, most people know a reverse mortgage to be, and I'm not going to get into the myths today. You know, I, I understand that there's there's a um, some negative hyperboles about in, in rhetoric about how reverse mortgages work. Please call into our office, um, 805-543-LOAN. Talk with myself. Um, I know that um, we have about three or four other loan officers that do quite a bit of reverse mortgage business down in our Ventura office if you're in another county listening um, Maryland does reverse mortgages, so we can help you at any of our offices. But I'd love to have a discussion with you about those myths at a separate time. Today, um, there are four types of reverse mortgages currently on the marketplace. There's the fixed reverse mortgage, which is basically, that's the mortgage that says, hey, do you want to turn the payment off on your current mortgage? Do you have enough um, equity in your home where the loan to value is remarkable? Let's say 40 45%, 50%. And then you own the rest of the house. Let's turn off your payment. Let's make that $1,600 a month, albeit $800 is principal, but $800 is interest. Let's just turn it off. Let's give you that person who has that fixed income that doesn't have a savings. That's now what I would call an active savings account. Every month you've got $1,600 that is floating around that you should be putting aside for little bumps along the road. That is not considered a HECA mortgage, which is our other type, our second type of reverse mortgage, is where you can actually not only turn off the payment, but have access to the equity of your home by w- many different ways, which I'll talk about in the next segment on how to um, use that. But that gives you a line of credit over the life span of you living in the home. So you can live up to 120 years old if you want to. That that mortgage will... <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to. Um, and that mortgage will allow you to never make a payment, but it'll also show you how much you could take out every year, how much you could use in a lump sum. At, and, it'll, and it will also give you a full illustration on um, how your house will appreciate over the years, no matter what the market does. The other, the other product comes in and out of the marketplace. It's a jumbo reverse mortgage. And that's for the individual who has a household, in my opinion, that's valued at about $900,000 or more. You see, when we do these presentations, there's a lot of regulation, which I actually appreciate in this product, where I have to show you an FHA um, 
home equity line of credit mortgage versus a jumbo because there are a lot of fees in these things, Dan, quite a bit of fees. Mm -hmm. And so the jumbo mortgage is nice because if you've got a $1.5 million home, we can take your $600,000 mortgage and say that, you know, you've only got a 38% loan to value. Whereas if we use an FHA mortgage, they cap the value of what your home can be. It's called a principal limit and FHA sets that limit. It's $726,000. So even if your house appraises for 1.5, I have to take the value of 726,000. And that can be a struggle when you have a loan amount of 500,000, right? Mm -hmm. You're telling me right in the face, I've got 33% loan to value. I mean, I own a million dollars of this house, but I can't give you a home equity line of credit mortgage because technically I'm stopping the value at 726. Um, at the, if I get a chance, I'll get into why they create that value because I think it's important to understand where FHA is coming from and why they have that baseline principle. Um, so the jumbo market is nice for those on the coast, right? We've got people all throughout this coast that have houses that are 1.5, 1. 1.6, 1. sure. 1.8. They've lived in them a while and they've got that balance down, and now they would like to age in place. They're ready to live at this pretty nice plush home and turn mm-hmm. it into ADA compliant. They're going to put in wheelchair access if they start to become, if they start to feel physical ailments. You know, maybe they'll get a nursing facility come in and see them in their home. I'd like to be able to talk to those people about um, what their options are. And then what's just kind of sprinkled into the marketplace now, probably because the equity train has been going down this track for ten years is a uh, reverse mortgage second. Mm. So that's like kind of mind-blowing to me. But essentially, you can keep your first mortgage in place if you're okay making that payment, and we can give you a credit line that you can borrow for things like healthcare costs, like the roof that needs to be remodeled, things that you may not have assets and cash for. And if you borrow that money, you don't have to make a payment on the balance, you know, Um, I think it's prudent before we go to a break to let everyone know that the difference between a forward mortgage and a reverse mortgage is that, yes, it's a great benefit that you don't make a payment, but the interest is negatively amortizing on your loan balance every month. And that's something that we take great pride in showing you how that's going to work and what the trade-off is to, you know, have a reverse mortgage, but also manage that debt accordingly. Mm -hmm. Because you might want to leave some to your heirs, you know, excuse me, assets to your heirs, You might want to sell this house eventually and have enough profit to buy your next house when you downsize. So all very important part of the conversation. Um, As we we're about to take a break in a little bit here, but in the next segment, I want to go into what I think are the five best ways to use reverse mortgages as a tool in retirement. Before I get to that, Dan, any questions about the products that I mentioned or, you know, is anything you think you want to add in at this time? No, I think, um, you know, there are a lot of options with reverse mortgages. You mentioned the fixed. A lot of reverse mortgages really are geared for adjustable rate type of um, amortization. Um, So I think when you do enter the reverse mortgage discussion, um, be prepared for a lot of adjustable rate options being presented to you. It's just the norm in the reverse mortgage market, I don't think it should scare you away. I think you just need to understand and and be open-minded to the adjustable nature of, of most reverse mortgage products. Because mm-hmm. um, really, when you're considering a reverse mortgage, it's not right for everyone, but for the people that it is right for, it's because of a need, usually. So usually that need outweighs the desire for a fixed rate 
financing. It's more about having that access to cash, that access to cash flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the what prevails when making this decision. Um, right. But you just you want to understand the fees. You want to understand the terms. You want to feel good about who you're working with. Um, you know, a, a lot of the reason it's a it's such a highly regulated industry is that so many seniors have been um, have been taken advantage of. Frankly, totally. it, that that's that's the issue here, and that's why there's so much emphasis on disclosure and regulation within reverse mortgages now. Is because we've seen how these products have been sold in the past. The fast talking salesman kind of guy coming in and not fully explaining and having you understand the product itself. Yep. That's why so many companies use the familiar face, the Tom Selleck's, the mm-hmm. Wilford Brimley's, the whoever that makes you feel comfortable about who you're dealing with. Um, and that mustache sells. Yeah. I mean, th- that's the point is you want to feel comfortable with who is talking to you, but at the same time, feel confident that there's a lot of pauses in the process you're obligated to talk to a third party that's right advisor you cannot sign an application until we look at proposals and you go to a full hour of counseling without me present yeah that's one of the very first steps in getting a reverse mortgage is talking to a third party mm-hmm. someone that you can ask all the questions that you want to know the answers to um without but you didn't necessarily feel comfortable just doing it face to face with the guy that is is offering the product to you or the gal yeah or gal so yeah, this gives you an opportunity to ask someone else that's neutral. Mm-hmm. It's not going to earn a commission on your transaction. You can ask them whatever you want. So that's that's very early on. Uh, so anyways, that's my two cents, some thoughts floating around. Good. I'm glad you said that stuff. Let's take a quick break and we'll wrap up the show with the last 20 minutes of Reverse Mortgage Talk. We'll be Sounds right good. back with more Mortgage Matters. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. In the heart of London, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, 
built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. There's a new Adams Family. It's out. No, I can't wait to see it. Actually, yeah, I want to take the kids to see it. All right, this is it. This is the home stretch. It's the last little segment of Mortgage Matters before the big holiday, Halloween on Thursday. Going to Costco after this. Get Are those you? candy bars. Get the big bars. That's right. All right, folks. I will not disclose my address on the show. Get out there. <laughs> it's over by the airport. Yeah, just follow the kids that it's are right like, by Vaughn's. Right there. <laughs> Creepy. Jumping right back into where we left off. <laughs> I'll pin his location on our website. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Here's where the Morro Bay office is. Here's where the slow office is. Here's where Mike points lives with the big candy bars. <laughs> Grown men knocking on my door. <laughs> Trick or treat. Heard you got the crew, the big candy bars. Get out of here. I saw where was it? Some city or state or something was looking at um at fining kids over the age of fourteen who are trick or treating. Oh come on. Oh I did read that. Seriously. Yeah, Matt Hollander on our show mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. You're in high school, dude. You should be going to a cool party. You don't need to be trick or treating. It's yeah. for kids, little kids. You know, parties at fourteen. Come on, Dan. Um, and if you're cool, when they come, <laughs> when, they come <laughs> when they come, when they come to my door, I'm like, really, dude? Oh, you're like Casper the ghost. They have like this dumb mask on. Right. right? They're just like can't get candy at home or something. Yeah. Anyways, go do something with your your evening and leave the little. Kids go take your little fun. brother or yeah. sister out. Yeah. That's what you should be doing. You should be exactly. chaperoning. Yes. So. Couple different ways. We talked about it right before the breakdown. You're going to have a consultative meeting with one of our loan officers. I welcome you to contact me. You can email me, Mike at centralcoastlending.com. Um, you can call me at our office, 805 543 loan. And um, Hannah or Chelsea will patch you through to myself, Mike Points. 
happy to have a 20-minute conversation that may go nowhere, may f- may help you find out what we're going to talk about next, could really save and keep your retirement while you age in your current home. So one of the things people don't realize is that you can delay Social Security, Dan. And if you delay Social Security, if you don't take it day one, every every year you delay it, you actually get a 25% increase on the amount of money that you'll collect monthly, right? So I think everyone and their mother is probably like, I want to make sure that I get this. I don't want something to happen to me and I die and I don't get Social Security. And who knows if I wait that there'll be Social Security there for me, right? But It becomes a... Uh a math and prognostication game. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. What's the, how much would I earn if I started taking it now and how long am I going to live? Right. Right. Yeah. That is the game. You know how much you would earn if you start taking it here. The how long are you going to live is the guessing game. That's right. And so, yeah, I, my mom just had to start doing this guessing game of a few years back. When to delay, when to take. Yeah, when to take. Because, yeah, I mean, that's a big decision. Do you want more money, but you... You delay when you get it. If you were born in 1960, then you're likely to have a maximum social security income of $3,070, something like right in that range. Okay. So mm-hmm. just bear with me, listeners. It's not a, it's not exact. If you take it at the earliest opportunity. Yeah, if you take it at the earliest opportunity. But if you wait three years, you get, you go from, I think it's 84% of your income of what you could make. You'll take if you get it in 62. If you wait three years, you get 100% of what you're supposed to get. Mm. And if you wait till 70, you get 134% of what you're supposed to get. So what I'm saying is that if you had a way to turn off the mortgage and not need, you know, if you turn down a $1,800 payment, if you just take that off your personal budget, Dan, that can allow you to hold off on taking a $3,000 income with the right of getting an exchange every year. Now, if it comes, if push comes to shove and you need it the next year, you just start it. But put yourself in a position to get return on that money that you've earned that will pay out the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you live to 85, you'd, you definitely want 135% instead of 84%. Yeah. Um, so that's a great way to do it. Um, another thing I like is offsetting losses in your portfolio. Sometimes people are taking income from their IRAs in years where they have to sell a stock to get it to turn into cash and the market's down. Mm -hmm. Don't want to sell when it's down. You want to sell when it's up, right? So if you could dip into a home equity line of credit to offset the money you're used to getting from your IRA in a market down year, then you can sell a stock when it's up the next year, take that income, the spread that you made, take that extra money, put it back towards the principal you just borrowed the year before in your home equity line of credit. Mm -hmm. Let's let's play this game to the best of our ability, right? If I get an extra wild card here before we lay down all five cards, I'm going to take it. I don't want to just take my social security income now, start my pension income now. Sure. It'd be nice to just set it and forget it. But like we talked about at the beginning of the show, I mean, long-term care risks and costs of healthcare. And just like you said, getting a new car, getting a, a new fridge, things happen. You age, your stuff it's old. You need new stuff. You need mm-hmm. a new roof. Um, so I would. There's a it, basically you're offsetting your portfolio risk by dipping into the money that you could have through your home equity line of credit. Mm-hmm. You could do it like mid year. Hey, I just need thirty thousand dollars because I'm not taking money from my account this year. Apple's down ten percent, and then the next year you can throw the money back at your home equity line or not. Um, another one I like is just having what's called a ten year check. 
So that means in addition to your social security, in addition to maybe a pension or the IRA money that you're worked out with your financial advisor, you can take cash free cash flow, excuse me, tax free cash flow from your house. Have it pay you twelve hundred bucks a month. That's just to keep your hobbies going, you know, staying in your neighborhood, maybe maintaining the car, taking your wife out to a couple dinners. It's just some cash that's not taxable. It's not income. You're just taking it out of the equity of your home. Now, pay attention, listeners. Every time you borrow from yourself, there's going to be more interest that's accruing on this loan you're not paying down, right? So I think when good things happen to you and you know maybe you save money every month, it's okay to pay it back to the home equity line of credit. You see what I'm saying, Dan? Yeah. So it becomes a slush fund that you can qualify for at the age of 62. You have to have enough equity in your home to do it and um, the most appropriate use of it, in my opinion, is just have that checkbook on in your file cabinet ready to go if you need it. So when life throws you a curveball, you can combat it and counteract with something that doesn't hurt your kids, you know, doesn't force your kids to write a check to help you. And it doesn't get in the way of you having to sell your house to pay for something that may be a new ongoing cost like assisted living at home, mm-hmm. you know. Um I can go on and on and on, but you know, I'd like to I'd like to stop here because I think this is about enough as I want to talk about on the radio today, but I encourage you listeners that are of the retirement age to call into our office 805-543-LOAN. Let's have a just a general conversation about this and see what you're doing to currently supplement your income in retirement and offset with whatever asset you have what could happen to you in retirement. One thing that you'll find is very different about Central Coast Lending versus other companies that offer reverse mortgages is that we offer the full suite of mortgage products that are available on the market today. That's right. Um, most companies that you'll see on with the TV ad um, or in the newspaper that offer reverse mortgage, that's all they do. They mm-hmm. only do reverse mortgages. Mm-hmm. So even when they're trying to be as objective as possible, um, they still, the conversation is just going to be slanted in favor of of the reverse mortgage, always advocating for the reverse mortgage because that's the product they're selling at central coast lending. We offer regular conventional loans, FHA loans, VA loans. We offer reverse mortgages. We offer, we offer home equity lines of credit. We have a 30 year home equity line of credit that we went out and got with one of our partners. It's fantastic. We, so maybe a home equity line of credit is the better option for you to access equity, um, or just pay the interest or just have funds available if you need them when you need them. Right. Um, but you're able to pay the interest. So maybe, maybe just a regular home equity line of credit is the way to go. We offer, Closed end fixed second mortgages. That means just a second mortgage that's um, not a line of credit, just a regular forward mortgage if you need a lump sum of cash Mm -hmm. but don't want to touch a low interest rate first. Um, We offer all the products. So when you come and get a consultation on a reverse mortgage from someone at our company like Mike, he's also going to let you know what other options are available. He's going to let you know that we have second liens and equity lines and, and other just regular first mortgage products. Right. So you can compare and contrast 
all those options rather than just getting someone who's always slanting the conversation towards the reverse mortgage? Unequivocally, the number one discussion that creates a roadblock um, is what is the loan to value in your household. You have to have quite a bit of equity to get into this product because here again, the bank can never turn off the loan. And with new rules put in place in 2015, thanks be to God, there's no recourse on these things. So the balance of your loan can go in excess of what your house is worth. When you pass away and your kids go to sell it, they don't owe the bank money, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to get any proceeds from that sale, right? But there's all types of stuff for us to talk about, but you just might not qualify, in which case a home equity line is great. I can take away the principal payment. Maybe you don't want to pay down the loan anymore. You own 80% of the house. You just want a lower payment. Let's just pay the interest. You still get the tax write off on that. And you can have access to the money. Yeah. The maximum loan to value that you can ever get from a a reverse mortgage is 75%. Maximum. That's, That's when you're like... 80 years old, you know, qualifying for a reverse mortgage, you know, at near the, the end of your life, that's when you get the maximum loan to value. Yeah. When you're at the very earliest stages of being able to qualify the 62 age, I think it's like 52% or something. Oh, it's lower. Oh yeah. So maybe it's changed, but yeah, it's a, it's a much lower loan to value. As you get older, you're able to get higher loan to values, but it maxes out at 75%. Whereas a home equity line of credit, you can get up to 85 or 90% um, on a home equity line of credit. A closed end second, same thing. You can get up to 90% um, in certain situations, even up to 95. It kind of depends on the situation. Um, So there's a lot of other products available. And when you come to a company like ours, where we offer all of those loan products, we can talk about all of them objectively objectively and figure out which one makes the most sense. It's not just going to be a hard sell or just always steering back to one path. We've got a lot of different options, a lot of different paths to take. I just want to do a one more quick plug um, for our podcast at smartretirementpodcast.com. If you go to our Facebook page, which is Smart Retirement Podcast on Facebook, and like our page, go ahead and just um, send us a like and also post a comment that you'd like to get this book. I'll personally send you... I'll contact you through Facebook. You don't have to put your address on Facebook, but I'll send you this retirement research guide series on reverse mortgages. It's by Wade Fow. He's a brilliant, brilliant retirement expert. And it's for, I would say it's more for the engineer out there because there's lots of charts and it breaks down different ways to use a reverse mortgage. But I'll personally send you this book to your house through Amazon so that I can show you how we start planning for reverse mortgage and retirement. So please take me up on that offer. Again, it's smartretirementpodcast.com for the episodes, or you can go to Facebook and like us to receive this book. Just send me a message after you like us and I'll connect with you on Facebook. I think we've got a couple more minutes left before we wrap up the show. Good show today, Dan. I'm glad we talked about all that news in the beginning. Yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff that's gone on and we've got the big Fed announcement next week. Um, So we'll see how that announcement, where we're expected to see another quarter point rate cut, we'll see how that impacts interest rates. Um, I, for one, believe that it's going to provide a little bit of relief in the interest rate market. So for those people who started a refinance application and then didn't quite get a rate locked in, um, you know, when when they were at their bottom, uh, I think the opportunity is going to present itself here again. Um, so it's, it's a good time to prepare, be yep. ready. Um, 
if you didn't even get to the point where you started a loan application, now is probably the time. Um, you can go to our website and start the process right online. In fact, it's it's the best way to start the process is um, to go online, do the secure online loan application at centralcoastlending.com. That gives us the necessary information to have a meaningful first conversation Um let you know what the process looks like, what the interest rates look like for your situation. And, um, you know, it, it just gets us off on the right foot to have efficient, um, productive conversations from the, from the start. So check us out on the web, centralcoastlending.com. That's where you can start the application process. Uh, you can start to research loan programs, um, start to get a feel for the folks that, uh, work at our company And um, you can also give us a call at any one of our locations. One number rings all five of our offices. The number is 805-543-LOAN. That's 805-543-5626. Hope you all have a safe and happy Halloween next week. And we'll be back next week with another live edition of Mortgage Matters.